0: Hi there, I'm Lindsay Sparks, author of books that include hidden worlds and twisted myths. Welcome to my weekly author's notes podcast. Today is Sunday, November 7th, and I would love to share some of my reflections from this past week with you. Okay, so the current freebies of mine are Echo and Time and Inkwitch still, so no changes there. Um, My current work in progress is still and will continue to be for the next um, at least four or five weeks um, of active writing time is Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars, the first book in the Fateless Trilogy, which is the third series in the Echo world after... um, Echo Trilogy and the Cat Dubois Chronicles. Uh, I am now on chapter 23 of the second draft, and I have passed the um, 50,000 word mark um, and just eked past by 500 words today, which is not as far as I wanted to be um, this week. Oh, my, just let me warn you, my dog is in my office with me and she has her jingly collar and she likes to lick. So I apologize if there are any jingles or <laughs> licking sounds weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I wanted to be a little bit further than I am, but I had, a, a fairly research heavy week. Um, so I'll talk about that later. Okay. So what am I reading? I am reading getting real by Emma chase, haven't actually started it. Um, this is a contemporary romance, so not my usual reading genre. Um, uh, but it is for the no shelf control podcast that I do with Lindsay Pogue and I'm excited to read it. The audiobook has, um, tons of really great reviews. So yeah. And it's not in my, any of my, it's not like in any genre related to what I'm currently writing. So I feel like while I do have a really hard time reading or listening to audio books, um that are outside of the fictional world that i'm writing in while i am writing um i think that this won't be too distracting because it is has nothing to do with fantasy or time travel or egypt or anything like that it's a i think it's a medical romance um yeah so i think that should be fun okay so we are watching uh we just finished the third season of animal kingdom uh which was I feel like the finale kind of confused us. So I'm curious to see what happens. We'll watch probably the first episode of season four tomorrow. So I'm curious to see it was very ambiguous ending or purposely mysterious. I'm not sure. Uh, Or maybe we just aren't, (laughs) weren't like paying attention well enough or just weren't feeling smart enough. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, we were confused and I'm excited to find out what exactly it meant. Um, I am also still watching, um, getting close to the end of the second season of Evil which is just as um uh, oh god what is the word I like almost want to say ambiguous again um uh it is not committing to whether or not the supernatural element is real or not so yeah uh still super fascinating and really enjoying that um yeah okay so my oh fun 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 my high this week uh was that it was my birthday yesterday and I went wine tasting with some of my girlfriends in the uh, Woodinville area, so the um, Western Washington kind of like concentration of wine. Uh, wineries and all that fun stuff. Um, I belong to a few a few wineries up there, so um, we got to do, like, the complimentary member tastings, um, and that was just, like, a such a treat. It was the first time I had been away from my boys, um, I think, since my second was born, like, both of them for, like, a whole day being away from them, um, which sounds nuts. Um, so it's been over a year, but um, it would, or I guess it would sound nuts, Um, if it, like we, it weren't still pandemic times. So I think that's perfectly normal these days. Um, and I, like, I really don't mind, um, being this, the work from home mom. Um, and I love, uh, having the kind of like honor and privilege of being, being able to raise my, my sons. Yeah. So, but it still was, uh, such a delightful treat to, get out and feel like I was just like plain old me for a little while, um, and not mom, even though I absolutely adore being mom. Yeah. So wine tasting was lovely and I really look forward to doing it again. Hopefully not, um, after another year passes. (laughs) Um, my low this week, uh, was, that's my dog jingling and jangling. Uh, my low this week was I had, so like last week, week before this last one, um, I know I talked about, um, having some slow days, uh, because I had to research, um, some different like old kingdom towns and stuff like that. This, this week, the, at the beginning, I've Cool. At the beginning of the week, I had, I think it was like Monday through part of Wednesday, all my work time was basically figuring out the layout of a few different really important settings for the first half of the book. So that was kind of a bummer. I really wanted to get at least like uh, 5,000 more words, um, more like finished words on the page. Um... But uh, I feel like uh, while I didn't exactly figure out a perfectly historically accurate um, layout for the setting or for this uh, palace, basically, um, kind of a floor plan and what it it would look like, um, I do have a general idea, um, enough to have Tarset moving around this space. Um, And I got to order some fun books, um, which is always a delight. Um, Yeah, so, you know, I uh, have a ridiculously large collection of books on ancient Egypt. And I um, look for any possible reason to buy more. So that is what I did. Um, So yeah, my ever expanding collection of ancient Egyptian books um, is expanding even further. That was a bummer, though, that it was so slow. Um, But I think uh, I should be on a pretty good track now um, to, like, get some good momentum going. Um, As we head into the second 50,000 words of this book, the wacky Google searches this week are almost all related to ancient history research, ancient Egypt research. So, some of the notable ones are ancient Egyptian locks, which I kind of just made up a little bit, uh, based on some of the stuff I Googled. I mean, I know that it, that, so like wood was really scarce, um, for furnishings and building. Um, so they had to be really, uh, kind of like just really particular, maybe a little bit stingy about when they used wood. So i I don't think that there were like tons and tons of doors, especially inside of structures. Those are kind of unnecessary doors. So I had to figure out how... So this was like for an inn. So I have an inn, an ancient Egyptian inn. And I... Maybe I'm thinking with too modern of a brain. But in my head, it makes sense that they would use an interior door for the rented rooms, or maybe at least for the more expensive rented rooms, um, for privacy and stuff. So maybe I'm wrong there, but for the story, I think it makes more sense. It is technically a fantasy book. So, um, I feel like I have a little bit of artistic license, um, but I do try to be as accurate as possible. Another uh, historical ancient Egypt research-related one is ancient Egypt yogurt. So um, Tarset does eat quite a bit, actually, now that I think about it. And I wanted to make sure that yogurt was uh, a food that they ate in ancient Egypt, and they did. It sounded like it was often um, maybe goat, made from goat milk. But they did have, well, they, ra- they raised a lot of cattle for beef it was like a they used it in a lot of um offerings to the gods and the pharaoh apparently got to or the king i guess it would have been at this time got to eat a lot and some of the royals and the other nobles and the priests so um yeah so there had to be like lady cows right with milk but i don't know if they were into cow's milk or if they just stuck with goat anyway it's way too much discussion of animal milk another research history-related one was when and where was coffee discovered? Um, because I knew I knew they didn't have uh, coffee in ancient Egypt. Um, they didn't have caffeinated beverages in ancient Egypt. But it did get me thinking. Um, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't, like, in any other regions. But it looks like um, coffee didn't actually come around until um, maybe, like, the 1400s uh, on this side of zero. Um, that was a very quick Google search, so I'm probably wrong there. But in terms of a beverage, uh, that was what I found. Um, again, super quick Google search. So, um, And then uh, what do you call a papyrus field um, was another one. Uh, just one of those random things that gets just like makes me get stuck in the words because it's like, what, what do you call a papyrus field? It was like, what is it like a papyrus patty? Because they grow in water. Um, and they're like these stocks with these fluffy tops. Um, so then I think I settled on a papyrus patch. I liked the alliteration there. So hopefully that works. then the last one was, uh, described on light. And I feel like light, um, and especially light around sunset and sunrise are things that I get stuck on describing a lot because I'm like, well, when you're watching a sunrise or a sunset, I feel like it's very clear that it's a sunrise, or a sunset, and it's like you wouldn't mistake that for the other. You wouldn't mistake a sunrise for a sunset or vice versa when you're watching it. But I feel like in my head, when I picture it, they look the same. And so I just wanted to make sure that as I'm describing dawn light, um, it's not me describing twilight or dusk light. Yeah, I don't know, just like one of those random, random things that you just get stuck on when you're me. Um, Okay, so and this week's obsession is something I'm really excited about talking about. So I discovered something called Art Breeder. Art Breeder. Uh, one word. It is a website. Um, and I guess I would call it a tool. Uh, it is something. It is a, maybe like an interface would be the right word to work with an AI uh, thing. Um, I guess just an AI to create artwork. Um, and you can create realistic portraits of people um, and tweak them endlessly. Um, you can take portraits of real people and or pictures of real people and turn them into like these uh, AI generated portraits. So it like, I don't know, processes processes them somewhere somehow to make it so that the AI can see it and understand what it's looking at. And then you can like crossbreed those portraits to get what those those people to get what like their spawn would look like. I guess what I use this for. I was so excited when I found this. I heard about it on a podcast um, for authors. I am making portraits of my characters using this, and I am. Tweaking them endlessly to get them to look like what I see them, how I see how I see them in my head, um, and I have created, and I still need to tweak all of them a little bit more, um, but so far I have created the rough approximations, and they are very, uh, in my opinion, they, I think they're they are pretty spot on. So I've created Lex, Haru, Cat, Nick, Tarset, Atum, uh, Renny. Uh, Lex and Haru's little girl, a young Tarset, uh, who you would have met in Time Anomaly. Who else have I done? I said Kat and Nick. Oh, Aset, I did. And then Intef, who is a character in, uh, Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars, uh, along with Atum. Um, and I think that's everyone I've done so far. And then next up, I want to do Dom and, oh, who else? Oh, the twins, um, Susie and Cyrus, I wanted to get them done, and I think that's everyone I'm planning on doing for this book. Oh, and then Kaya. Kaya is uh, another character that is new in Song of Scarabs and Fallen Stars. Um, And then there's Shu and Tufnet, who I'm going to need to do, and probably Sesha, Tarsat's mom. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, there are some other characters, but I don't feel like I have a good enough um, mental image of those three that I just mentioned, um, to create those ones yet, but I can definitely do Dom. Um, but I need to do a, a little more tweaking on Nyx. That's one that I really want to work on a little bit more. And then I decided I wanted to change what's going on with Atom's eyes. I had them a little bit lighter, but I think we're, I'm going to go more like starry sky, midnight kind of, I think I like the idea of him having like super dark eyes. I think that fits his character really well. So, yeah, that is my obsession. I can't stop <laughs> playing with these portraits. It's so cool. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, definitely check it out. It's really fun. It's um, I would say, like, the learning curve is initially very steep, but then once you get going on it, like, after you've played with it for, I don't know, 30 minutes or an hour or maybe quicker, maybe you're quicker to pick up stuff, this kind of thing than I am, then it becomes really... Uh, I don't know. It's it's easy to get the hang of once you kind of figure out how it works. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, this coming week, I am looking forward to this kind of nuts goal that I have set for myself, which is a 20,000 word goal. Uh, so I want to reach 70,000 words in this manuscript. Um, so I guess that would be like a 19,500 word goal because I'm at 50,500 words. But yeah, so I think it's doable. Um, for next week, just because the next, um, like, the next majority of the book, like, the first half, there was like some heavy setting building, but this next part is a lot more um, about the character interactions um, and less, like, the setting platform has already been laid. Um, so I think that I am gonna have to do like minimal pausing for research um, and then I can kind of do all my research that I need to do for the setting when I finish this draft. Uh, yeah, so i it's a very ambitious goal for me, um, but I think it's doable and I am looking forward to crushing it. Yeah, so I think that's it for me this week. Thank you so, so much for listening. I will be back next week to ramble some more. Until then, happy reading!